I swear to God, I have had sex at some point. Welcome to episode 144 of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. I'm your host, Aaron, and I'm talking movies and films with my best buddy, James. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Good day to you, sir. Good day. Good day, sir. Good, Good day. day, sir. Good. Cinemas are reopening. Yes, they are. In a week's time. By the time you hear this, you'll be able to go to your favourite cinema, buy popcorn, realise you've got no money left, and go home. Hey, I got a I got an email saying that because I didn't cancel my membership with him, they're rewarding me with $9.99 unlimited movies until like the end of the year or something. I also got that email, but I, I, I assumed it was only for that month. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I read the small print, James. Well, that's good. Cinema's reopening. God, by the time this goes out, who knows? Someone could be listening to this podcast on the way to the cinema. That's what we won't want. That's what we want. That's what we want, James. I'm sorry, I've made a mistake. I'm not starting over. All okay. right, we're on a roll. We're going to keep this going. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. I, I'm, I'm working loads at the moment, but I will find the time between work and a small baby and the gym and all my other hobbies. I'm definitely going to get some cinema time I'm, in. I'm up there with you. I'm so busy, mate. I've got a few days off now. Um, I've got my collections. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. This is such good news. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. We get around the mics each week to take on a different movie topic or theme within movies on the quest to find the greatest of all time. Last week, great show, Bruce Willis. We we, we had so much fun going to... Hollywood's forgotten about him. Only one director is still, you know, going back to that. <laughs> that like Clinging but, on clinging to on. Bruce. Well, as we discovered last week, do you know what? There are times when he says yes to anything, but they're gems in there, mate. There are good gems. Mm. 16 Blocks. I completely forgot what we were doing last episode. I loved 16 Blocks. Can't, it's not on anything. I then tried to find it. I've got it. on DVD. You I, I genuinely have on DVD. You know, I don't have some greats, some classics. Yeah. But I have 16 Blocks, apparently, <laughs> on DVD. But no, it was really... Do you remember how many films you've forgotten about? Until you were looking for that filmography and you thought, oh, I forgot about this. I, like, The Fifth Element. What a great film. I can't wait. The fifth film is a celebration of sci-fi. Mm. I love films like that. And just remembering the filmography, you know, and then we're talking about Die Hard. And then, you know what? It, it's always fun to go back to those kind of things. Reinvigorates you. The cinemas are reopening. How great would it be? Well, the blockbusters aren't happening just yet. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the cinemas opened like um, in the middle of the pandemic and they started showing old films. It was beautiful, mate. Mm. I saw Star Wars on the big mm. screen. It was brilliant. And I was the only one in there. It was amazing. So what you're saying is they should probably play Hudson Hawk. Yes. And reclaim some of the money that they didn't get in the 90s when it came out the first time. I'd be honest, I'd go. I'd go. I'd go watch like a Sixth Sense, even though I know the ending. Yeah. That movie still holds up. Tony Collette's amazing in that film. And as you discovered last week, we forgot she was in it. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm going to drop it every week from now on. No, but, uh, you know, Unbreakable, you know, uh, even the whole nine yards, not the 10. Not the just 10. Just the nine. Yeah, there's so many good Bruce Willis uh, films that we revisited last week. Great bit of detective work as well last week, James. Pinpointing that uh, Bruce Willis's career was definitely on the way down when he cameoed in, was it Ocean's 12? It was Ocean's 12. And he realised he could get paid for not really doing anything. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was my big conclusion at the end of that. And he's carried that now for, for, for the years to come. And uh, yeah, he's still churning out these movies. We've got a listener, Dave Donaldson, huge fan. He, uh, he was listening to our review and he said, no, I'm sure that's called Cosmic Sin. Oh, this could, right. So you've got to give context. We were talking about the movie Anti-Life or Breach. Or Breach. And he was said, um, no, it's called a Cosmic Sin. It's like, no, it's it's Anti-Life or, or Breach. I'm sure it is. Turns out Cosmic Sin from the same director, from the same actor, is the same film. 
Except for they give the planet, it's not called New Earth, it's called Mars. We, we, we're doing deep cuts, and if someone didn't listen to last week's episode, they have no idea what we're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. I do this. It's all right, James. We'll keep it on. Keep it on. Focus, go. James. Keep it on focus. Do you know what? I feel like I'm letting you down. If only there was some way I could redeem myself this week. Nice segue. Yes. <laughs> nice segue. This week's theme, as I said, each week we take on a different topic or theme. So we do things like Bruce Willis, or we'll do a director, or we'll look at a trilogy of films, or whatever it may be. This week was a really cool idea, actually. It's about redemption. It's not you. It's me. It's looking back at movies that you didn't connect with, everyone else did yeah and you right and it's a chance to redeem that go back let's rewatch it what did we miss what is it that makes these films so great that i didn't pick up or you didn't pick up on the first time yeah times have changed maybe you've changed as a person maybe now that story's told now affects you maybe you're embraced maybe you're taken in maybe when you went and watched it he was in a bad mood yeah, exactly. you got served some crappy popcorn yeah. and you just couldn't find you know the headspace to take in and appreciate the movie there's so many things and you know what hollywood's a hollywood's a place of redemption matthew mcconaughey he redeemed himself by going to the small screen, by taking on, you know, better projects. Before that, he was Hollywood's leading romance man. Now look at him. He's probably one of the biggest A-like, like, the serious actors in Oscar the world. Winner. Oscar winner. I mm. mean, if you want it, Adam Sandler. Mm. A lifetime of crap. Uncut gems. No one saw that coming. Redeemed himself. And then instantly unredeemed himself with the UB Halloween. I suppose the, <laughs> I suppose the thing with that is, is though, that they have, you know, it's, it's not like, the audiences went, God, do you know what Matthew McConaughey is great? No, he did give us a lot of shit. Yeah, he did. And Adam Sandler did. Yeah. But, but I think the, the beauty of this week's episode is is for, for both of us to go away, find maybe free movies that you just didn't connect with. And when people talk about them, you feel like the odd one out because you just didn't really you get didn't, it. I didn't get it. Yeah. I've picked two cult movies, two movies Ooh. that have a cult following. So they're probably not the mainstream movies, but I would say most people I know that have seen these two movies... Love it. And I'm always the one going, really? I don't get the fascination. I'm going to reveal what they are slowly. going to tease, going to build up to it. Third one, James, is not a movie. (gasps) It was a TV series. That's right. right. In the last seven days, I've watched a TV series that I did not get what everyone was going on about the first time. And I've lived with the burden of keeping that secret for over a year now. And I thought, all right, I'm going to watch it. So I've watched watched a whole series this week. You fooled a James. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not ER, mate. I had that much time. <laughs> Jesus, no. It's a. It was an eight-episode season. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. So for the first time, we're going to review a TV series. Ooh. And what makes it worse? I know you love this TV series. Oh, so no. we'll get, yeah. Oh, we don't know. I'm every redempt. There may be. There may be redemption, James. We don't know. <laughs> oh. uh, tell me about your movies, but don't t- tell me about them, but not what they are. They are pillars of Hollywood. Mm. They're well loved, universally adored. I've never really got them, either the storyline or particularly the actor. And then I realised that maybe that's just me. Maybe that's me with my biases. Maybe that's not me fulfilling it. I've done five. Ooh, so geez. I went to, I went to the big ones. And do you know what? We have talked about them on this show. So there's going to be... What I'm, what I'm going to do as well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I thought originally. And then I'm going to tell you what I thought. Can I guess right now is one of them? Yep. Is one of them a Wes Anderson movie? No. Is it not? No. Is one of them hereditary? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get on to that shortly. Um, before that, good week for trailers. Amazing week for trailers. It's almost as if they knew the world was reopening. Let's go first with uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which dropped a couple of days ago. Uh, have you seen the trailer? I have seen the trailer. I also watched the wrong trailer first. Everyone, The internet exploded with this, and we've got friend Kareem, I believe he posted it everywhere. I watched it, and all I saw was it said... Uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. And the date came up. And I went, why has the internet gone mental? No, it's this. It's the teaser trailer. But then I actually 
not being stupid, then found the actual trailer. Wow. I quite like the way they've slipped into this. Like the, the characters continuing on their daily life, like the Venom's quite a, like a social character. What this film is going to stand by, though, is got to be the performance of Woody Harrelson. Mm. It's all about him because we know that uh, Tom Hardy can do it. It's, I think he's great casting, by the way. I know he's in the first one, but Woody Harrelson is the best person to play serial killer. <laughs> he plays Cletus. And I play, yeah. And I think that's amazing. The trailer did get me a little goosebump, but at the Cletus same time, Cassidy, not Cletus Clay. What am I saying? Oh, sorry, it's yeah. Cletus Clay. Is that the name that he gives? No. Anyway, that's Will Clay. Diard. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> Bill Clay. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, um, but I think no. I think it's a, it's a good trailer. It wears the appetite, and I think it's the right sort of trailer for this time. So what that means is it's getting the audiences pumped. I think we need a summer blockbuster. We're desperate. It needs something big to get people back to the cinema. Now, I know they're going to be opening with uh, Godzilla versus Kong. That's going to be showing. Is it the right film? No, a lot of people have already seen it. When I did a review of it, I would have really liked to see it on the main screen, the big screen. But at the same time, am I going to pay to go see it? Mm. Is it going to be the first movie that's going to break my lockdown? I was really looking forward to seeing Bond, but is you, no sign of Bond. No, no. no. They completely stopped that. I was, I was looking forward to breaking my COVID cinema by going to see Bond, a film that basically they've been hyping for two years now. and uh, Which Brave, whoever goes first, I mean, look at Tenant. Tenant didn't save the cinemas last year, and I, and I think COVID has something to do with that. I don't think it was the movie. I think everyone was ready to <laughs> stick the knife in Tenant, and uh, yeah, it was over the top. It was a bit complicated, but fuck it out. I would have given anything to watch a movie last, you know, in the summer of last year. Tenant delivered. Yeah, Bond, I'm ready to wait for. I'm ready for packed cinemas, safe environments, good atmosphere, Let's make that a blockbuster. A nice send off to Daniel Craig. It, Remy Malik. I'm really looking forward to Bond. I'm 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 happy it not being rushed. Let's wait till November. Let's get you know. Let's safely get past the reopening. Do you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about there's gonna be some sort of spike. <laughs> I'm gonna miss it again. And it, and then I'm gonna tell my grandchildren about there's a Bond film out there somewhere <laughs> in the ether that no one's ever seen. <laughs> no time to die. Eventually yeah. died. <laughs> but um, going back to it. No, uh, Venom. I've, I'm excited. I, I, I genuinely. I'm just waiting though for. Uh, Woody Harrison. <laughs> I, yeah, because right, I like the Venom movie. We did an episode on it. I think we called it We Are Splooge. Yeah, it was like are... one of our like uh, first 20 episodes we did Venom and a few other movies. But he's very Splooge. But I I mean, I liked it. I wasn't blown away by it. I, mean, I thought it was, it was okay. leaps and bounds from Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And I really like, I mean, it's got podcast favorite, Riz Ahmad in it. Yeah. The visual effects were amazing. I think it did the best it could to make it a... High rated like twelve, yeah. low rated fifteen, and have the violence, but also have the family element to it. But they sacrificed a lot of the story. It, the the storyline jumps well, and, all and, over and, the place. And Tom Hardy had this like weird voice all the way through it, and there wasn't a lot that I, I wasn't overly sold on it. I liked it, but it, and I haven't revisited that. It was good. Yeah, you know what, right. watching this trailer though, I was like, wow, that's a surprising amount of comedy in a trailer. You know, and considering the trailer is meant to kind of give you a a, a taste yeah. of what what the you know the, of what the the film is going to be about, I was like, it, it, it's la it's trying to land a lot of jokes in this trailer that are not landing and are not as funny as I think they think. Oh, it I see. Is. Do you know what? That's a really good point, and that worries me. But it, at the same time, it could be because, as we know with movies, is that um, you know, and, and with ratings within movies, is that. If you can balance violence with comedy, you can sometimes water down that rating. And yeah. is it that they've had to inject a lot of comedy to take away the threat, to take away the fear? 
Um, and I noticed now things like BBFC are now using terms like um, unrealistic violence, you know, so like a an alien biting someone's head off. is overly... It, it, yeah. It, yeah, because it's unrealistic, that can lower a rating as opposed to, say, a man with a machete, you know, which would push the rating up. So, That's true. Or a woman with machete. I'm, oh. uh, you know, it's not exclusive to men, machete um, machetes, machetes kill everyone, exactly. regardless of who holds them. Uh, you do what? You've actually swayed me. I do agree with that. Mm. The, the opening bit where he like Venom waves to the shopkeeper. Yeah, yeah and they're cooking eggs and they're doing breakfast and you know and it's got that kind of it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like got the original odd couple vibe but one of them's a fucking alien yeah. and one of them's Tom Hardy and, and considering like we say as we know Woody Harrelson's character is going to be Carnage who you know is a serial killer that you know has the same symbiote kind of entity on him so the same powers but but not a nice wild mannered guy like an actual psychopath serial killer yeah it's, it's kind of like that jack nicholson joker thing isn't it it's what happens when you know your joker is a serial killer before they turn into the joker you get someone who's absolutely psychotic and sociopathic there's a real like fuck it out i want to see what that is like you know woody house and who they've also dumped like dumbed down and dialed down a little bit he you know he was crazy like angry kid at the end of venom yeah and like looked like carrot top it looks a lot more contained now. You can't be menacing when you've got a ginger afro. Can you not? <laughs> you can't. Is that a, is that a thing? That is a thing. I've, I do what I do think. I, I believe I speak for all scientists when I say yes. <laughs> that is an actual fact. Stevie Graham's but, in do it. Do I literally? I was going to say you. Where whore, did that come from? I was going to say you're a, you're a massive whore because I was genuinely about to bring that up. I was going to say, but I'm genuinely excited by Stephen Graham because I love Stephen Graham. I do. Yeah. But yeah. he's done that thing again where he's like, oh, I'll go do series like five of Line of Jerry. Oh, what are you going to do next? Oh, Venom two. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do next? Oh, I think I might do an episode of Corey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do after that? I might win an Oscar. <laughs> I might do another movie with Martin Scorsese. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I just think he must have the greatest life. Like he wakes up in the morning, he's just like, you've got two scripts. What's what's one of them? Oh, one of them's uh, for an advert for Muller Light. Oh, what's the other one for? Oh, the the the, the Italian American. I believe you win an Oscar. It's like, I, do you know what? I, it's a bit rainy out. I'll, I'll do Muller Light. <laughs> save save it. <laughs> just, but you know what? He's got it. I love him. I, I, I like, I like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, he's a cat. Uh, his character. They're building on the storyline, aren't they? The only problem is everyone's going to be talking about the universe. Because that's all anyone's talking about now is like, oh, now that, you know, Sony have done a kind of deal with Marvel, are they going to appear in it? I That will bore me if it does. I, I'm, I'm getting a bit annoyed with crossovers at the minute. Yeah, I, I don't really know how this is going to fall into everything, you know, with like Morbius and Spider-Man. And, <laughs> I, I genuinely I, fucking forgot Morbius was a thing. Yeah, that's on its way, like, isn't it? I feel like the internet's forgotten that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know how it's all going to fall together. I, don't get wrong. I am looking for, if anything, the last year I'm 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 eager for any movie at the cinema. So Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which comes out I think September time, is certainly up there. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know whether it's because I've got so many friends that are Venom fans. Yeah, that I feel the weight of the that pressure yeah. that they're experiencing. Because I remember coming out of the movie of Spider Man Three, mate, with some Venom fans, and they were not happy. I don't want to relive that, James. Um, Bless him. Yeah, what other trailers we had? Well, we had The Green Knight. Now, if there's a film that's going to get me into the cinema, it's Dev Patel fighting a tree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fighting a tree warrior. So, I mean, uh, Arthurian from the from the times of Arthur, possibly a knight of the round table. I'm, I'm, I assume he's a knight that he, he gets the ultimate challenge. <laughs> Think Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior. A tree comes one year to prepare for a battle. And do you know what? We get a side of like a lot of uh, British history, you know, like the the legends, and it's shot, but it's not shot in like um, like the recent uh, Arthurian legends that's come out by uh, 
Guy Ritchie. <laughs> it's dark. What it's, was that? Not this was that not an No, I don't think. No, no, that was a uh, bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish that movie. <laughs> oh, I did. I got yeah. like forty minutes in. Turned off. Is it, when that film was exactly the same as every other film you've ever seen. You just think, oh my god, how is this a thing? Anyway, no, I'm really excited for the, the Green Knight. I, I saw the first trailer. There was only one minute long. I piqued my interest. Turns out I was watching the wrong trailer. You told me I'd watched the wrong one. Watched the, the long one. Man, that was brilliant. Mm. The right edge of fear. The graphics look nice. It looks like something like Benicio Del Toro would do. I, I uh, not, Yeah, Benicio. No, not Benicio Del Toro. Oh. Anyway. The, I'm, not, I'm not even going to help you out. Oh, I'm just going to burn at you. Gilmoro. Gilmoro. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wait, James. Gil, Gilmoro Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like something that he would do. Like I got a Pan's Labyrinth kind of vibe. Really looking forward to it. Dev Patel needs to be in more things. I want to watch him. I want to watch him. I want to watch him in the Model Light advert <laughs> across different. Mate, can you imagine the awards that advert would make? It's come a long way since you know the uh, skins and that kind of stuff. I never seen skins. Never. I, I'm really looking forward to this. It's directed by David Lowry, who I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, Ghost Story. I yep. keep hyping on about that movie. Uh, it's not for everyone. I know Ghost Story is not everyone's cup of tea, but very artistic. Um, very atmospheric movie creates a kind of world within his films this looks you know exactly the same uh, Alicia Vikander's in it as well who I love it don't see enough no. really of um, Joel Ed- Edgerton's in it as well yeah you can't win them all he sneaks in a lot of stuff doesn't he, he? does he's I, I do what he's a lot better than I think he is he's good he's alright he, yeah. no he is good but I always just think yeah. <laughs> I like. I quite like Joel Edgerton actually no, I watched I, him in The King recently and he was pretty good in that yeah I, I always thought is he the gentleman from The Warrior where he plays yeah. as Tom Hardy? Yeah. I, I, I just, I never understood that because he's Tom Hardy. How, and also, but that's not even a problem. How do you beat Kurt Angle, the greatest professional wrestler in the world? It's bullshit. I won't have this argument again with you. It's also got Sean Harris in it, who was also in The King. And in this, he plays The King. So, yeah. you know, um, good on you, Sean Harris. <laughs> if you just need a funny looking Englishman, that's who you get. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. I'm not wrong. He's a great actor, though. Yeah. It's got uh, Aaron uh, Kellyman in it, who's just finished the Winter Soldier and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Did you watch that? No. Yeah. Do you know what? I I got all the way to the last episode and I haven't watched the last episode yet. Did you, did you not feel? Well, you, so you were a big fan of WandaVision, weren't you? Yeah. I assumed that the night that premiered, you watched that. Or yeah, very yeah. Soon I was after. I was counting down the days. I was looking forward to it. No, this I wasn't. I wasn't like. Oh, that, you know, I was just like, yeah, I watched that over the weekend and it got spoiled straight away for Always me. Always does though now. Um, by people in the TV series, like putting up pictures, you know, the main stars all sharing like, you yeah. know, thanks for watching the finale. Well, it's only been out in the UK fucking four hours, mate. Cheers. That's like the opposite of WandaVision. Yeah, so yeah. It didn't, keep it, under it didn't feel like that kind of big secret. So all I, was I know like, about well, is, is the guy who plays Captain America got death threats for not being Steve Rogers. When, but that worries me that people don't understand what an actor is <laughs> because, because he's not. Steve Rogers, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what you think they were doing. But, yeah, I know, but we but live like, in a time, James, where if enough people rally together with a petition, they can either cancel someone or they can refilm something. But I, you know what? If you've got a whole fan base that wants to kill you, I would say that you've done a pretty good job. So I, it made me interested to see his version of Captain America, which yeah. I assume is the, it's just the same as he's, he's gone bad. See, cause I, I always thought this with awards, like, cause I'm, I, I, we talk about this a lot. I'm not really into the awards and, and stuff. Um, but I do think there should be like best villain award. Yeah. God, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I, you boo them as they go to, so they have to stay in character. I believe, didn't they used to do that with MTV? I'm sure that that's so what the MTV awards were like the lighter side. Cause I, I know they did like best on screen kiss. You're supposed to care that Ashton Kutcher was kissing whoever he was kissing. Oh my God. Bruce Willis's wife. That must've happened, right? That must've happened. 
when I was in my twenties, which means I watched that in my twenties. I I lived the podcast. Would you waiting for like someone to get gunged? Yeah, Nick, Nick Jones or or proper, proper Saturday night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's I, not enough gunging on TV now. There isn't. There isn't. That's great, fair observation. How great would the news be, right? If if at any moment the guy would get gunged or the lady would get gunged, and they just read out the news like a fucking freight train. <laughs> it's been a murder. <laughs> just. Yeah, you bring back the gunge tank. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. I, mean, I, th- I think you're right. Like, um. Oh, forget it. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Just you're right. You're right. It's gone off the rails on it. <laughs> Any other trailers? Um, well, the, the Marvel did that trailer for Phase 4, which I really hated. It was so far up its own ass. That's not even a proper trailer. They you're just teased inside, you with James. what's coming. You're dead. I guess it's because Phase 4 didn't have what I wanted desperately to see, which was a shot of Mahershala Ali's blade. That's all I've really given a toss about. <laughs> That's the big one, isn't it? That's the big It's got to be. It's got to be. Do you want know to forget? Do you want know Merger Halley is showing up in films that I've watched in the past, which I completely forgot he was in? You watched Predators this week, didn't you? I did watch Predators this week, yeah. <laughs> and I genuinely forgot he was in. It was like, fuck me. The cast for Predators is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll get on to that in a minute, James. We'll get into that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I, th- I think Blade's the big one. Fantastic Four is a nice reveal. It was a nice reveal, but you had to sit through a load of is self-congratulating it, stuff. Is it John Krasinski and... And Emily it, Blunt. Would that, I think that'd be more interesting. Mm. But the problem with that is, is they are great and they're like America's couple. I would love to watch them. The idea of them being the Fantastic Four is fantastic. I love that idea. Mm. The problem with Fantastic Four is one of them's a rock. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. And Michael Chickless tried, bless him. <laughs> Jamie Bell tried, bless him. <laughs> you, you can't pull off rock very well. It's the same principle of having your bad guy be weather. It doesn't make sense. He's just a rock. So... I'm if that's true, John Kaczynski, that'd be great. I'd love that, all that over. But mm. no, yeah, the Fantastic Four has been unfortunately they they've used the license too much. It doesn't interest me. I anymore. I think they're trying to bring Fantastic Four in more for characters like Silver Surfer. Yeah, it's like a gateway to the better ones. Because how it's got the best villains as I recall. Doesn't Galactus and Doctor, Doctor Doom? Doom's gonna come they're into all it. Fantastic Four, aren't they? I yeah. imagine they want to get to the villains more than they want to actually get to I, the Fantastic Four. I think the Four. same, because how much of a role can the Fantastic Four play in a ensembled universe, you know, Avengers kind of... Yeah. Because we're going to get another climax at some point. We're going to get a new version of Avengers at some point with, yeah. you know, a villain that ties all these stories together. How much of an influence can... When they're going into, you know, like the 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 realm that they're going into with sorcerers and magic and you know how how much can Invisible Girl kind of really help that storyline or the man that can stretch Mr. Fantastic maybe there's something far away that I need to get or a man who turns into rock yeah he's like like you've got the Hulk like why do you need the guy who's like the Hulk but less flexible why do you need the guy that's slowly eroding yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never understood that why the villains didn't just put him in a river <laughs> just be like right I'll see you in 20 yeah, but is years. that how the Hulk ended with Eric Banner I still don't know how that ended no his dad turned into a tornado and tried to drown him idiot <laughs> yeah but that doesn't make sense <laughs> I didn't fucking write it I, I can't, can't wait to revisit that movie I can't wait point. till the summer <laughs> Now, you watched Predators this week. I did. I just watched the Predator franchise. Leave me alone. So it doesn't matter that, so, you know, with all the awards that are coming out and the big releases, I text you saying, oh, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Yep. You didn't watch any of them? No. You watched all the Predator movies? Yep. Why? In my defense, I'd always seen them. 
what what's really gonna piss you off is I'd already seen the Predators. I hadn't seen Alien vs. Predator after you messaged me. I didn't I then watched Aliens vs. Predator, the first one. The, terrible. The, the good one. <laughs> That's terrible. I'll talk about it another time. Um do you know what? Yeah, I admit it. I admit it. I've been really busy at work. I'd already seen the Predator film because it, we were having a conversation about Arnold Schwarzenegger a few episodes back. Yeah. We were talking about the ultimate Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and I felt like when we were doing that Really early on, at the end of season one, like episode 54, the unofficial ones, you did an episode with Kareem. Mm. You talked about Predator, and I really liked Predator. And it's just, it got me in the mood. And then I remember sitting watching the Predator, and I'm thinking, do you know what? I actually think I might prefer Predator too. It is a good sequel, because it takes you... It takes you a different jungle. Yeah, yeah. The concrete jungle, James. The concrete jungle. Through a heat wave. Well, you see. And then I thought, I love Carl Weathers. But if you were to upgrade Carl Weathers as kind of like the sleazy government guy, it would be Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just, I, I was having so much fun. I just, do you know what? Predator, Predator 2, I actually think might be better than Predator. I, I, is, I know it's really controversial, but I had more fun watching it. There, there is a bit though in, in Predator, and, and I'm going to know this out of context because I haven't seen the movie in easily five years or so. Yeah. But there is a point where they're like, I know, let's get him in a freezer. Yep. And it backfires royally on yeah, them. Yeah, because... because, because they, they're supposed to be the smart humans. Because, because they... I love this. It's because they freeze everything. Because, yeah. you know, because of the body temperature. Yeah. So the predator essentially just takes his mask off and uses his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or just changes the setting on his mask. Yeah. On his futuristic mask. Because he's got technology that can transport him from another world. But do you know, but do you know what? I've really... I do you know what? I do like it. I've got to admit, everything... When they add to it, the bits that I don't like is, you know, the predator's supposed to be like an honourable, like he won't kill a pregnant woman and he, he won't kill... Unarmed people. Well, in this one, he kills Danny Glover's best friend, then leaves like his jewelry round, like taunting Danny Glover. I just that's not honourable. That's kind of a dick move. Yeah. And also, there's the bit where he, where the predator. I forgot about this. It's like, do you want some candy? (laughs) Just stop storing people with that. But do you know what? I had more fun. Mm. I I had more fun. It's it's more bloody. I do what I think Danny Glover's brilliant in it. I like the sporting cast. I, I think it might well, be. Well, we, we know the Predator's a dick anyway. He's a sore loser. He is a we, sore loser. We, yeah. we talked about this in Predator 1. You know, well, you, if like, you lose, you're like, fuck it, nuke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what a dick move. But I've, do you know what? I really like the ending as well. Everything, weirdly, is a problem I've got with the Predator franchise. Every time they add like storyline to it, it makes it less interesting because they try to explain stuff. In this, like at the end, some Predators show up. Mm. They, they give a guy a gun, a flint, a flint pistol gun, and then they leave. And I, do you know what? It was brilliant. But there was the alien skull in the background. Exactly. Enough, like Easter egg, like it, fucking brilliant. Enough teasing. And do you know what? I would, me talking about it out loud is, is I said, yes, I, I prefer Predator 2 over the Predator. And that's not taken away from the Predator. I really love Predator 2. And then that got me thinking, was Predators actually that bad? So it's I, not. So I rewatched Predators. And do you know what? I really, really liked it's it. It's not that bad, but... Right, so the concept, load of individuals waking up on a planet, no yeah. idea why they get there. They're all the head of their, like, you know, organised crime yes. or, or, or gangs or hunting or whatever is a great. sniper, there's a mercenary, there's, and then there's, uh, there's like a doctor. And I love the Topher Grace twist, yeah. which, yes, he was inspired by three. If he was a better actor, I'd like it more. I don't mind Topher Grace. I, I, I was a big fan of things like 70 Show as a TV sorry, series. Yeah. Um uh, you should have done Ashton Kutcher was in it he kissed a load of people won a load of awards did he get gunched <laughs> that's the only thing I care about but, um, 
I like the reveal that, you know, he was the silent killer amongst them all. I yeah. thought fucking brilliant. Really good. It it had a really dark beginning with Danny Trio when he's like, yep. help. And it, like, I saw that in cinema. I was like, fuck, that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, that that is horrible. Brody, I think, pulled off action, man. I, I agree with you. I think, he, I think he did all right. I mean, he did the, he did the like, oh, oh, I'm going to save the day kind of thing. But, but do you know what? He's not a hero in it. He's an absolute arsehole. He, like, he sets traps for the predators mm. to catch the other guy so he can work out how to kill them. He's like, these people I'll use as like, traps as me. And yeah. they, do you know what? Good. Yeah, he's all about the flank, isn't he? Yeah. Stuff. Now, the way the film for me lost it, and I love the twist that they're not on Earth. I like that. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. Um, it when you do that, you are you are really detaching yourself from the first two movies, though. Yes. So it made a bed. It's got a lie in it at this point. What I what where I started to lose it was when it started to bring in like a hierarchy. Yeah. And and I'm skipping the fact that Lawrence Fishburne somehow survived all these years. Yeah. Is this is this true with that every year? Well, I always get confused by the passage of time because I assume cycles a year. And so he went crazy in 10 years. I thought it would have taken longer to go crazy, but that's because- But I, also, how good are these predators if they can't find that's them? The, yeah. Like, that's the big thing. But the thing is, he's hidden in the ship and you're just like, well, that's the only thing to hide in. It's like, now if he was hid like literally inside a tree, you'd be more impressed. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like the, pred- the predator wouldn't check every tree. It might like, check the only fucking vehicle. What would have been metal as fuck is if Lawrence Fishburne turned up in, in a predator skin. Like he'd caught one, skinned it, and was pretending and to be. And he was pretending it. to be one. It's and like, it, like, it's it's like, like <laughs> someone speaks. Someone speaks. He's like, "Yep, I'll be around soon, Larry." <laughs> just, just hunting humans. I've infiltrated them. They don't know. They don't know. You know, and he's got all the device and stuff. And he, yeah, and like, yeah, there's just a big reveal. Blows himself up having a shit. It's like oh, bollocks. But instead, like you say, he's on the ship, and it's like surely the predators will be like, "What does?" What's that smell? It smells like someone's been shitting in a bucket for 10 years. <laughs> and it is because Lawrence Fishburne's there. No, I completely agree with you. Like the idea that is, what I do like is I like the design because there's three, oh, and I hate this, that, there's three tall predators and they've got like different variations that is, to the mask. That is cool, but you don't have to tell people no. how, you know, like you, if, you, if a bigger, more imposing one turned up, I am smart enough to go alpha, Yes, maybe a bit more badass, probably stay away from that fucking one. I don't understand why they need a predator. There's a captive predator as well. And, yeah. And that never works. It's like, why do you need a pre- No. The runt of the litter. Like, who yeah. befriends him and he's like, you know, all that th- bad. But that's the thing. He befriends him. And if I was a predator, I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, go away. I don't want to play with you. <laughs> it's like the, the albino predator. Just like. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you know what? I really like Predators. It wasn't it wasn't a scratch on the first two, but do you know what? I actually had fun watching it. And then I thought, maybe the Predator wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And do you know what? It fucking was. It <laughs> is. It's terrible. It's so bad. It is terrible. I just think that... But I was thinking, it was like, but they brought Shane Black for this. I know. And then it was like, we'll bring back the original, the, the gaffer, the one who made it cool. And, then, and I'm sat there now watching this going, they're bringing him back. I quite liked the other two films. So I was like, so where are they going with this? I don't... So the one thing that they didn't do in the first one was go into all the mythos and everything like that. Mm. In the second one, they tease it. In the third one, they go a bit overboard. I don't like it. In the fourth one, they, do they go back to basics? No, they go, fuck it, right, jump straight into it. We're going to have like a predator suit at the end that turns it. And I did some research on it. The sort of stuff that the suit at the end was supposed to turn into was going to turn into Dutch. Mm. It was going to turn into an alien. It was like, fuck me, just pick a storyline. Just pick a storyline. I, I don't know what Shane Black was smoking when he wrote that. Yeah, it was cash cow, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. It was just money. It was just, they. they I mean, because I, again, 20 minutes since that movie, maybe half an hour, I'm going to, there was some bits that would have made it redeemable. I, the science laboratory scene with the Predator, yeah. pretty shit hot. Killing a load of people, one arm though. No, you know, so exactly. there is like, oh, he's going against his thing. 
when you get big bad predator coming no, and basically like, rip the fucking head off. You're the, like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> just... And then the dog predator things and then the sun and then, you know, all, all the kind of spaceship shit at the end. That's quite insulting, the sun thing as well. It really pissed me off. As a, as a viewer, I just, I don't understand the point. And oh, like you said, it was a cash grab, but there's a lot in the storyline that makes no fucking sense. You had Olivia Munn in that film. Get to the choppers. And you had, and you had J.K. Sterling and you had that line, get to the choppers. You had all of this. You had Tom Jane. You had Tom Jane. Oh, Tom, how far you've fallen. But I remember I remember Oliver Munn, J.K. Sterling being so underutilised in that film. What's the point in having one of the best actors like J.K. Sterling or one of the best actresses in Oliver Munn and just not using him? Just like um, X-Men Days of Future Past Part 12, when Olivia Munn's in Psylocke and she doesn't do anything. She kind of like slowly rotates. It is Sterling K. Brown. Oh, Sterling K. Brown. Not J.K. Sterling. I, I've got confused. You've got J.K. It, Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Because I, I was like, it's J.K. Simmons. No. That would have been epic. That would have been epic. Uh, Sterling, Sterling K. Brown, who, Sterling who, K. Brown. who is wicked, actually, yeah. But not in this. That, he, he's the bad scientist. And you just think, no, he's not. He's the cool one. Mm. He should be lighting a cigarette and putting it out in a predator's eye. Because <laughs> that would have been cool. But no, uh, yeah, so I crashed pretty hard on that. But no, you're right. I didn't watch all those Oscar nominated films. I watched fucking The Predator. So you didn't watch Alien vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator 2 Requiem? No, I did watch Alien vs. Predator. Oh, dude. No, I'm not, I don't think you're ready for this conversation, mate. If you fucking dare, James. Do you know what? I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's not good, but it's not as bad as I remember. We're talking about redemption. Remember this was the one of the first verses as well. I remember the trailer. I remember the teaser shot. You know, it was at Comic-Con, they released it. It's like the alien looking at the Predator and the whole place went nuts. There is no storyline there. You've got to make one. Do I, do I agree with the fact that they have to go to an ice temple in the middle of Antarctica? Fuck it, no, that's bollocks. <laughs> that is bollocks. But, but you've got to get him someplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not like a place that's like that's ancient, but yet somehow so sophisticated with its like technology. Yeah, it, I'm not, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy with how we get there. I'm and not happy when we're there. <laughs> I'm not happy with how how you know this is the first temple. No one's ever seen it before, but that guy knows them hieroglyphics like that. <laughs> you know, he can tell you the entire fucking story. He's like, I don't even know why we bother moving the plot. This guy can just tell us. But do you want know the main actress? You know, she's an homage. To the Alien franchise, the Predator does get pissed on a little bit. Like the, but do you know what? It wasn't too bad. I didn't hate it as much as the first time I saw it. I remember going into that movie at the cinema and being like, "Can't believe you caught me out on this. You're a dick." I, I, li- <laughs> I was literally just about to sit down and, and when I watched that movie, and um, I was like, "Fucking hell, would it be weird if there's like an alien Predator, like a combo of the two? Yeah. And when that happened at the end of the movie, I I punched myself in the nuts. <laughs> I was like, careful what you wish for. <laughs> like, but you know what? I I don't mind it. Well, you're a Paul W.S. Anderson fan, James. I I I had fun. I, I didn't have, I have fun. Uh, I didn't want to punch myself in the nuts. There you go. That's the best of a review I can do. I didn't want to punch myself in the nuts. Um, not Colin, as, Colin Salmon, though. Colin Salmon. And he does what Colin Salmon does in movies. He is a, he's a poor man, Sean Bean. <laughs> like, everyone knows Sean Bean, but there are films out there where Sean Bean survives. Colin Simon doesn't survive a film. Yeah. He, he, he was in Bond. He played, like, Bond's mate, and he technically, he dies in one of Twice. the films. <laughs> so I just think, fucking hell, you're a bit shit, Colin Simon. But you know yeah. what? Um, I didn't mind it. Sana Lafan is the Sana main actress. But yeah. I don't actually know anything else that she's been in. I only know this. Um, and, then, and then I thought, do I watch Alien vs. Predator Requiem? I thought, no, life's too short. Mm. But no, I, I you know what I did. I didn't hate it as much as the first time. I there was, we're talking about redemption. There are some redeeming qualities in Alien vs Predator. It was the first. It needed. To, it actually wasn't it? I think it was Freddy vs Jason. Was the first. I was I was just about to no, list. Sorry. Freddy vs Jason, Alien vs Predator, King vs Kong, 
No, King versus Godzilla. But do you know what? There are some facts in there. It's not the greatest. It's not the best. It's not even the most average, but it's okay. Maybe one day if it's on, give it another go. I know it's like, don't go out and look for this film. Christ, no. But if it's on and it's early on. It's a hard sell, man. It is a hard, hard sell. sell. But I'd be interested to know what the listeners think. Get mm. back to Is there any redeeming qualities in any verse Predator? There's none in Requiem. No, the old Christ, no. Except, for, except for the fact that you thought you were going to get an alien versus an alien predator hybrid and instead they shoot shoot it in the dark and you never see it. You don't see anything. No. And, and the, the only redeeming quality of that is they nuke the town at the end. And I felt, I felt like applauding. And you wish you were in it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm like standing over like, best way to end this movie. Best way. Um, all right. Yeah, that's nice week. Cool. Well, I watched, you know, obviously the award winning. So we'll save that for next week because I do want to talk about, I'm going to, I'm going to tease you, James. Did a teaser for next week. Teaser. I think Nomadland is a perfect movie. I'm put it out there now. I want to hear your thoughts. I'm not saying the best movie. I'm not saying, you know, it's it's going to be anyone's number one movie. I'm just saying I couldn't fault it. I thought, this is brilliant. This is, I loved a, it. It's been a while since we've seen a flawless movie. It, well. it is in its context, in its box, in its theme that it's telling the story. Yeah. Perfect. I just, I loved it. Perfect performance, paced brilliantly, gorgeously shot, well acted. Felt real. God, you know, the amount of like actual real people in it, not actors. And Francis McDermott is just, you know, acting with them, but they are real people. And this is a real I lifestyle. Do you, do you think she even cares anymore? No, she said that in a fucking speech, didn't she? She's like, stop giving me awards. I don't need any more doorstops. <laughs> she's fucking completed Hollywood. She has. She has, yeah. Actually, that is it. She has. You know, on Xbox, she's got achievements. Like, mm. that's it. She's done, it's like, what next? Oh, she she strikes me as the sort of person I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to learn, I don't know, wind chimes. Do you know what? <laughs> Just why not? That company, that there's that Girls on Tea company that, um, so yeah, basically, printed, yeah, yeah, you print a different name on a t-shirt and it's to highlight the, 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 the amazing women that work in film. Um, so I've got the Emma, Emma Thompson one, but I, I actually, yeah, fuck it. There's a Francis McDermott I, 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 I would that get one. that in a heartbeat. I love Francis McDermott. She was so cool. she'd won Hollywood. Mm. Uh, Promising Young Woman, I thought, I thought also was really, really good. A bit of a sensitive material as well, isn't it? And I like a film that doesn't shy away from having a message and telling you something. Yeah, it's like I, it's one of my one of the strengths of Moxie, which we were talking about a few weeks ago, was it wasn't afraid to basically make you confront how you acted maybe in the past. However, the tonal shift in the end, one of the weaknesses. But at the time, mm. the second and the first act, yeah, it's taking a shot, being like, we've all been guilty of certain things. Promising a woman, I I I thought was again an excellent movie I loved it so we'll I, but I loved it but even though it is you know of, of very kind of important topical themes um, but I just thought it was expertly delivered in a just such a such a coherent movie that's well acted again it's got this kind of like bubblegum pop feel to it with bright colours in certain scenes but all together it's a movie that sticks in you and and it is it's one of the movies that makes you fucking just evaluate you're like oh my, you know we'll watch it we'll talk about it um, coming soon yeah, and then uh, there's uh, Tom Clancy's No Remorse. So if you've got some ironing to do, you might. <laughs> oh, it's the Tom Clancy one with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Oh, so I've liked you. I have seen it. All oh, right. Well, oh, we'll cover sorry. it next week. We'll I cover it next week. I can't, I can't, I'll be honest, mate. I can't remember what it was called <laughs> because I think I fell asleep to it at least three times. Yeah. At least it was realistic. If realistic means nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's some foreshadowing <laughs> for next week. Yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, you go, I go. Kind of theme here. So we've got you got five though. I have my, I'm boiling down to four. Okay. Well, so should I quickly do hereditary? No, I won't. I'll, I'll go with the big ones because hereditary one. I don't want to start with a big one. A few really early on, mate. Mm. Really early on. Um, 2018. Aquaman. Do you know what? Um, this film made so much money. 
it was greenlit before it even came to American, British, and the East cinemas. Based on its uh, Asian uh, box office numbers, it was huge. James Wan had delivered something that no one thought, a profitable movie about a man who can talk to fish. Yeah. No one give a shit <laughs> before James Wan came along and had the vision, the idea. William Defoe. He coined, you know you want to say it. Dolph Lundgren, Ginger. Amber Hammerhead Heard. Shark. Hammerhead Shark. Before going in to see this film, I wasn't excited. I didn't know what I was going to see. I was, Aquaman's no one's favourite, and if they've told you they are, they're liars. Especially based on, <clears throat> apologies, so we just seen him in Justice League, and Aquaman was, was like the comedy relief in it. No. Obviously, that wasn't Schneider's cut. Outside the cinema, didn't know what the piss was going on. There's so much happens. Like, the film's just, like, shy of, like, two, two and a bit hours. Uh, what is happening in the film? So much is happening. You as an audience member, it's like, a submarine happens at the beginning, and then, and then there's a guy... And you're supposed to, he's the bad guy, but Aquaman kills his dad. So for some reason, <laughs> you, for some reason, you're supposed to be on Aquaman's side. You know, but do we like that? The idea of a hero is like, no, you know, I gave you the opportunity. You wanted more. There's moral questions. But at the time, I wasn't thinking about it. I didn't care. Aquaman wasn't my favorite. I didn't give him my respect. But if you look at the box office numbers, if you look at the reviews, if you look at people thinking, you know, Aquaman was all right. I felt redemption. Redemption for DC. Redemption for this. Maybe, maybe is as good. Maybe I was too harsh on it. So I rewatched it this week. Has my opinion changed? Amber Heard, one of the best things in this film. And I know I can't really say that because she's a horrible person, apparently. According to Allegedly, we don't Allegedly, know. I we don't, don't know. know. We weren't there, James. The effects. Yeah, they're very good. Very good for a James Bond movie. <laughs> very, very good. A lot of scene locations. Hmm. Weirdly without water in a lot of them, which, which means why have you taken that one out of the sea? But it doesn't matter. Don't it doesn't matter. It. He ain't got gills, James. He doesn't matter, does he? He's it's got fine. lungs. It's fine. Uh, Nicole Kidman, the anti-aging technology at the beginning. Do you know what? Very good. Really like that. Her scenes with uh, Tamira Morrison, yes. I, I, it sets the movie really well. The opening scene as well is a single shot yeah. of her kicking basically. And do you know what? That was a great action scene. You know what? If you want to distinguish yourself against like pushing people like Superman doors or whatever, mm. just have a... Just having Nicole Kidman kicking shit out of each mm. other. Uh, James Wan was a big fan of hers, I believe. Um, and it was basically, this role was only for Nicole Kidman. Uh, they have a friendship, I believe. I could be just making that up. Um, Patrick Wilson is your bad guy. Mm, okay. Going against Jason Momoa. <laughs> we watch films, I believe Edward said it, for suspension of disbelief. Mm. So if you believe that Patrick Wilson can actually beat Jason Momoa in a fight underwater, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... As the villains go, it's not the strength. It's it, not the strongest. But do you know what? When I came out of it the first time, I remember thinking, I do not understand the storyline. There's so much going on. It's like I've got a headache and someone's trying to cram pills in my ears. It's the, I mean, the overarching theme and narrative is, is Shakespeare, isn't it? It's the yeah. rightful heir to the to the throne. And you've got Coming to, go, to overthrow you've the got jealous be, brother. You've got to be a crab get, you, to get a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's the plot of There's that Romeo scene, and Juliet. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but you, you know that that you know right from no, returning to the place, Henry that kind the of thing. that sort of thing. Uh, Macbeth, not Macbeth. But it does get you to that point, don't you? Where you're like, I, I don't know how we got here. Yeah, I don't know why we're here. Yeah, but we're here, we so are. we may as well enjoy it. And I'm going to say it now. I actually quite liked it. I do want a second view and change my mind. I, I because this time I gave it time and I understood it. Mm. I weirdly it did help that I could pause it at what time and I just went. So what does that mean? Like the trench. I don't really remember that when I originally saw it, but then but then the idea that there's seven there's seven sea kingdoms that have split and then the trench is like where all these horrible monsters are coming from. That's cool. You know, the Jason Momoa ride like a massive sea crab at the end. That's cool. 
Um, they they because they were going to do a trench. They were going to cancel, but it's got yeah. cancelled. Yeah, but like the idea of these Seven Kingdoms like going against Patrick Wilson because Patrick Wilson wants to declare. I do remember the first time seeing this film. I really loved the sea. Uh, really loved the scene where the sea just went fuck you and put all its rubbish on land. Yeah. Um, is it? It's not Ed. The Mariner. Uh, no, no. Uh, the Black Mantra. Manta. No, oh, sorry, got my notes here. Um. Yeah, Manchester. So that that's played by again podcast favorite Yaha Abdul Mantine, who who's, who's really good in this. Who, yeah, I mean, so I after watching that Watchmen and we talked about the Trial of Chicago Seven. Yeah, that was a pull for me. I was like, this guy, like, he's phenomenal. And I was like, he was an Aquaman. Oh, he was that guy. Yeah, he was that guy in the submarine scene at the beginning, which is pretty cool. It and is. It is a great introduction to Momoa in a standalone movie. If the movie was, my opinion, after watching it was if the movie was the submarine scene, which yeah. is badass and fucking brutal, and then the pub scene afterwards, which is funny as out, but not we're in for a good ride. But not for geopolitical but, water politics. Yeah, <laughs> not the globe-trotting Mission Impossible slash James Bond yeah. theme that then turns into an underwater war. But do you know what? I really did like that. The action mm. scene where they're running across the uh, rooftops. When I saw it the first time, I thought, this is just bollocks. But do you know what? I really quite liked it. The, the smashing through walls, like... Amber Heard's running on rooftops and there's a henchman below just like smashing through walls, jumping. I quite liked this film. The reveal, you know, oh, it turns out that Nicole Kidman's still about. is okay. And at the end, the bad king gets punished and he's like, Mom? Oh, fuck off, Patrick Wilson. <laughs> but do you know what? Redeemed. I cast this film redeemed. I had fun. I enjoyed it. It set me up. What got me in the mood to watch this was I'd watched Shazam. Both of them are on Amazon. And I, I, that's not redeeming. I quite liked Shazam. I like Shazam. Time, and yeah. I liked it still. But it got me in the mood to watch it. You know, it says, maybe you'd like Aquaman. I thought, eh, go on, Amazon. Go on. And so do you know what? Redeemed it. I quite liked it. I like everything. Some things are in rede unredeemable. Dolph Lundgren, ginger. That don't need. Still don't get it. Is it because Mara has red hair? So he had to be ginger. I, I think so. But then because, she hasn't got red hair in Justice League anymore. Yeah. But my argument to that is, um, you've got like cities set underwater so you don't really have to be that archaic to like oh he must be ginger because his daughter's got red hair well Patrick it, Wilson and, and Jason like, Momoa are brothers that's what I was, and I was like I was like you, you ride fish no one will care <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna go I didn't believe that bit I didn't believe the mother and daughter bit uh, the, son, the father and daughter bit uh, but no um, there is a there is a massive plot hole um, so that submarine is set up by Patrick Wilson so that he can get Dolph Lundgren to join his side for the war they're like, oh, the human, the surface dwellers are declaring war on us. So he pays the black uh, mantra to uh, scupper the meeting. But then about five minutes later, you realize that Dolph Lundgren knew it was a trap. So you just meant, so that was redundant then. Like the first five minutes was redundant because he was like, I always wanted the war anyway. So I was like, oh, so what a waste of time. Thank you for wasting my time. But you know what? No, 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 no. Well, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed. You redeemed. hear it here, ladies and gentlemen. James has redeemed has Aquaman. Redeemed Aquaman. Redemption has been served. Um, I'm going in with a big hitter. I'm going in. I'm going to be much shorter than you, James. Oh, sorry, um, mate. No, 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 no. I like hearing your passion, but as timekeeper of the not, podcast, but not for Aquaman. <laughs> well, and certainly not. Uh, you know, for for the, for the movie I want to go into because we've got so much to talk about. But I went back. I went 1986. Ooh. I went to a time uh, when action family fantasies were in their element, James. Oh, okay. I went back to a movie and I said it when I said to you, I was like, right, the theme of this week means I'm going to either go back to one of, you know, yeah. puppets, horror, or, um, I don't know what film you're talking about, but you already know. Yeah. What? You're talking about a bit of a labyrinth. Course. Yeah. 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 So I went back to I Labyrinth. I know how much you hate David Bowie's cock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
David Bowie's penis should have been best supporting actor for this movie. It was the only thing carrying it. <laughs> so, so I went back to watch Love because I've never got the fucking, what everyone went on about. Like, like I watched that movie and it's about a 16 year old who, who was 16? Well, a 16 year old who is babysitting their younger brother, uh, Toby, when, she wishes him away because he's crying because fucking one-year-olds, that's what they do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially when it's like lightning and it's midnight. Like, and she's just like, I don't like you. It's going to make a baby. going to make a wish. Yeah. And she wishes that child away to the Goblin King and wishes that the Goblin King would come spe- and take her away. It's a very specific wish, isn't it? Yeah, Not well, like, she's could reading, you be quiet for two minutes? Well, she's reading a play and there's obviously a lot of, you know, in her room, there's a lot of like the fantasy world elements, there's posters and stuff that kind of foreshadow that she believes in this land. This, this, this fable, six, this this sixteen year old, yes, <laughs> but she wants to be a performing artist apparently because we we're introduced to her, James, as she's learning the playwright on you know, and, and she gets disgruntled when her parents <laughs> ask her to babysit the one year old. Um, so the Goblin King takes the kid away and then basically says, "You have uh, until the clock strikes midnight to beat my labyrinth, um, or the uh, I'll turn the baby into a goblin, you know, and and he'll be mine forever." What I really didn't then get is that halfway through the movie, it then changes tonally to a movie of seduction. He's got Toby because he wants a bride. And there's a lot of, you know, fantasy sequences about him trying to seduce her into marriage. There's a, and then I'm like, this is a, this is a 16 year old and you've stolen a baby to, to get a wife. Okay. Let's, let's go with this. Apparently people love this movie. Thank I've God always, they invented Tinder because dating before this was a fucking It was weird. Ball, like, it was it? weird, wasn't you, it? You've got brother, I can steal. <laughs> now, the other, oh, sorry, that was it. Yeah. So I, I thought, Horror, puppets, or musicals was easily going to be the three things I had to revisit if yep. we're on about redemption. So I've never got on with Labyrinth. I, I'm i not against the Jim Henson puppets. They are great. They are cool. And it's such an art form that isn't used as much. And, I, you know, I'm not against that. And I'm not even, you know, I think David Bowie acts brilliantly. I think the music, thing is, I've not, I've never connected with Bowie's music neither, which always, always <gasps> made, which has always made me feel weird because everyone loves David Bowie, and I'm you like, whore. I like David Bowie, but I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't connect to that music as much as, you know, say Queen or someone like that of the same era. But anyway, back to Labyrinth. Rewatched it. Um, what can I say? I think, you know, as a, a young Jennifer Connelly, who I am actually a real big fan I of, am. Yeah. um, I think it, you know, re- does really well in the lead role and and carries the movie. You know, a lot of it is talking to puppets. He's talking to, you know, talking to like, you have to have an element of playfulness and seriousness to carry the movie in that role. And I think she delivers. I think David Bowie is also iconic as this goblin king. You know, in he's, he's, the fact that you see his penis throughout the, most of the movie is a bit unsettling, especially... He's wearing a cop piece. You, could, you, <laughs> you just make it sound like David Bowie's got his dick. He pretty much has, although in this movie, he should not be wearing grey tights. <laughs> You know, and considering oh, there's like a lot disagree. of... Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's hard to disagree with that I, statement. <laughs> I couldn't... Previously, I couldn't connect myself to the storyline. <laughs> I, like, I thought you went somewhere completely different. <laughs> Previously, I couldn't connect with why people was, were so, you know, like people have tattoos of Labyrinth. You yeah. Know? My previous opinion was there's the little worm thing in, uh, is, is brilliant. Like that scene, I was like, yeah, that's more. funny. You wanted more. Yeah. And I always liked you know, the playfulness of like a labyrinth and, you know, for me, mate, stick a minotaur in there. Let's go. Let's see where that movie takes us. I like the door knocker scenes, you know, where one's got it in its mouth and she has to like trick it to open its mouth again and had this like Alice in Wonderland feel to it. So there are elements I always liked, but I just didn't get what people are on about. So I rewatched it this week, obviously clear mind, older, thought I'd go into it. And yeah. I, 
I'm not going to walk away saying that I'm now a Labyrinth fan. I'm Mm. not by any stretch of the imagination, but I did enjoy it more with purpose. That's cool. And looking at the art style, you know, the attention to detail and the puppets, you know, and the interactions that they have, you know, because at some points it does go Sesame Street, you know what I mean? It does go a bit too much when they're all waving and dancing in bits and pieces. But I mean, <laughs> you should slip that in. You should slip the film into when it's running. Just be like, yeah, what's the Muppets? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do keep thinking like, you know, they're like, like you've got five hours to 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 beat the labyrinth, and then one of them goes, and today's letter is A. <laughs> like, it does. I don't know where it's going, but yeah, it was all right, you know. And it's it's got some you know pretty good songs in there as well, which I didn't mind. And I like David Bowie juggling balls throughout most of the movie. Yeah. You know, there's that. It's it's dated with some of the effects that it tries to pull off, but it was, it was, there was enough Jennifer Connelly like set pieces as she worked her way through. Now I was thinking though, Mm -hmm. completely different. If you added one element, Jennifer Connelly and she approaches the um, labyrinth and she meets Hoggle for the first time. Who's taking a piss by the way. And I always thought, that's the kid's movie. He's just, there he is, just... Just urinate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all urinate, kids. We yeah. do. We, you know, we know that. But nice do message. I need to see it in my in my movie? I don't know. Thanks, Big Bird. Yeah. <laughs> we, know, we, know, we know Big Bird sits down for a week. <laughs> I, right? I, I never forget that episode, everyone pisses. <laughs> Today, today's letter is P. <laughs> um, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> but what about if Hoggle turned around and was like, yeah, the, the labyrinth is behind me. Now nah, you can have a shotgun or like two hammers. Now you've got a better movie. Oh, yeah. like that would have been way better. <laughs> like, oh, I know I still hate it. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. I thought you was a labyrinth fan. No, I, I like, I, I like Jennifer Connelly, but I've always have. Mm. Um, no, I no, I don't like this film. No, not for me. I I've never wanted to rewatch that film ever. No one's ever said to me, "Oh, should we watch Labyrinth?" And I've not punched him in the face. <laughs> don't weirdly that makes it sound like I really hate it. Why don't I say this? You know the storyline? Yeah. Why is there like 40 minutes when nothing happens? You know, like when she first gets there and they're like, yeah, we get it. You will burn him. I do not care because I'm not interested. Yeah, there's, there, there is a bit where she, where she I mean, the, the, to get to the end, she kind of has to develop this like motley crew of characters. I really hate Some that work, you know, like, so you have Hoggle is like the kind of the spy in the group who's actually working for... Jareth, the Goblin King. Fucking, you're throwing out names. It's and, been a while since I've seen it. And you have Ludo, the kind of big, friendly, you know, yeah. uh, character that everyone is afraid of, but actually is harmless. But then it just gets a bit silly and you get this like fucking yeah. Dog Tanyan-like character who's like, I cannot let you cross this bridge. And she's like, why not? And he's like, I don't know. It's like, it becomes a bit Monty Python-esque. <laughs> Sorry, the other day on BBC Two, they were showing the man in the eye mask. I completely forgot that film existed. <laughs> Mine and I must. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yes. Yeah. That's not even the bit I remember. John Lankwich is in that fucking film. Yeah. I quite love film. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. It just reminded me of that. No, I'm going to end it there. Labyrinth. It got a, it got a, okay. It's okay. I can some see. Some redemption. I can see why people have a bit of a cult fascination behind it. It's still not for me, but I'm not going to go forward from today saying I hate the movie. I'm just going to say it's not my cup of tea. Thank you very much. That's fine. But it's got some qualities, maybe not as much as you just, disliked mm. when you first saw it right there is a film that's out there it's about a true American hero everyone loves it it's based on a novel everyone loves it it's about a guy who overcomes challenges sees the world starts a business makes some friendships eventually settles down as a kid it's from 1994 great year for movies we had so much there uh, Robert Zemeckis couldn't do anything wrong 
Uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. So a film that I've always detested. No. A film I no a film I've always detested. Forrest Gump. Never liked this film. When I saw it as a child, I just thought it was about an idiot. I know. I know he's got learning difficulties, but I that's not what I mean by idiot. Someone who I just didn't like. Just mm. don't like uh, the character of Forrest Gump. The Ron Forrest Ron. Just I don't like anything about this film. It just used to upset me. Mm. And do you know what? I believe I only saw the first twenty minutes for the longest time. Mm. And one day, I just thought I will have to give this a go as a teenager. I hated pretty much every single character. Robin Wright's character, detested. I liked uh, Sally, is it Sally Field? Yeah, the mum. Yeah, the mum. Hate her. I hate everyone in it. Hate Garrison Sinise. And I hated Tom Hanks. Weren't you a grumpy <laughs> child, James, eh? A teenager at this point. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, was grumpy. I was into my heavy metal and uh, bow ties. <laughs> I right. don't know what the kids are into. All right, Forrest Grump. <laughs> I feel like you've been saving that. So why don't I pick Forrest Gump? Because I know that I'm on I'm on my own. I know I'm. It's an Oscar winner. So what? So was Crash. Shut up. <laughs> I hate that argument. That's a great cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so did Marissa to me from my cousin Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> means, means nothing. Everyone's got a death note. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to pick this one, but also, you know the phrase. Uh, stone two birds I've yeah. changed it because I don't like the idea of throwing stones at birds so two sandwiches one bite if Ooh. you go back to episode 100 I was tasked with reviewing this film and I thought fuck it I'll wait till we do an episode <laughs> like this <laughs> two birds one stone um, so I rewatched it mm. did I did I immediately detest this film yes I did shut it off after five minutes I went no I need to give this a minute I don't know what about this film that makes my skin cross. So I just had a cup of tea. I'm into my teas. You know this. Mm. Earl Grey blend, mate. Oh, Earl Grey. Not yeah. a dunker, that. No, not a dunker. Don't no. need to dunk, mate. I'm off the biscuits. Mm. Losing weight, mate. Not like you. I imagine we're getting quite svelte now. Try him. Any secret? Is it lack of tea? Gym. Yeah. Six days a week. Eating a lot of food. There you go. <laughs> um, right, so, settle down. Give myself five minutes. Restarted it. Film's Okay. I'm getting along, you know, it's okay. I'm more liking it. Gary Sinise, not annoying me as much. I don't really understand a bit about Apple. I know it's to get in that, you know, Apple's there, but, you know, going from a fishing business to Apple, but no, it doesn't matter. Goes to China to play ping pong. Mm. This is why I lose it. It means the president's got to take a piss. Now we're fucking done. I hate this film. I fucking hate it. It's still as bad as I remember as a kid. And I, I know, listeners, I know I'm the only one. I hate it. I hate the storyline. I hate every aspect about it. Redeemed. I didn't hate it enough as a teenager. <laughs> I just, I hate this film. I can't. The thing is, it, it comes from my stomach, mate. The hate comes from my stomach. I'm trying to be positive. You know me. I, 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 watched, <laughs> I, watched, I watched Aliens vs. Predator. I tried to put a positive spin yeah, on it. Yeah, that's what doesn't <laughs> make sense. But, but Forrest Gump, this, well, oh, it's an Oscar winner. He's just a twat. They're all twats. They're all horrible. She takes advantage of him and we're supposed to care that she dies. <laughs> I don't care. I do not give a toss. I hate this film. I hate it so much. Oh. I th- I, what I think you should do oh. is not hold back. I think you should really, <laughs> really tell people what you think. You know, I, I, I tried. you come to this table. You bring Rocky Five as an unsung classic. <laughs> you talk about what you you watch Predators over Nomadland, and now you, now you're going to tell us now you're going to tell us that Forrest Gump is not. It's not redeemed. It, oh, I can't redeem it. I I applaud you for giving it a go. And you, it sounds like you got further in this time. I watched it all. I, I really, really, I, Based- I like the imagery. I like the imagery of the end. Like he takes his, he takes his son to there. Mm. But to get to that point, Look, you've, young uh, Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment. 
And I, and do you know what? This is the sort of film that I actually, it makes me appreciate Tom Hanks more. We did episode like three or four and I, I went into Tom Hanks quite badly calling potatoes because he was quite bland. You know, now that I've grown- Another thing we disagree on. Yeah, and no, and this is the point. Now that I've grown, I don't, I think what I meant to say back in then when I was being edgy and edgelord like two years ago, <laughs> I, was, I was in my early 30s, it's allowed. What I meant was he doesn't seem to take risks with his characters a lot of the time. Um, but he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. And in this, I can't fight him for his acting. I believe he is Forrest Gump. The only problem is I hate Forrest Gump as a character and the world he lives in. Like just, I, I, but it's Jenny. I hate Jenny so much. I, I, I think she might be one of the worst characters in film. I don't understand why people like her. I yeah. don't get it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair enough, James. You know, they're not all going to be winners. You know, and film is subjective. You know, <laughs> some people like him, some people don't. I, I like Forrest Gump just for the magical roller coaster that it is. That it goes places. I remember watching that kid as a uh, that that film as a kid. Sorry, and um, one of the first films I got emotional. At, I remember at a young age getting a bit choked up at it. Yeah, uh, you know, particularly the, you know the uh, the jetty scenes that you you, know, you speak so fondly of. <laughs> but I, you know, and I, but I also did. I don't know. I don't know what it was about that movie. You know, the just the. Just the character, you know, and I liked all the, it's one of the movies where when I rewatched it, I picked up loads of things. Like I was obviously too young to realise the influence of Elvis at the beginning and, you know, certain certain tricks that they do with, like you say, uh, editing him in so he's when he meets the president and stuff like that, but he's had too many free... Dodge peppers yeah, or, or root beers or, or whatever root beers, it is. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot that actually, you know, the Black Panther scenes and all that kind of stuff that... I didn't really see like the bit where he kind of just walks on stage and gives a speech. <laughs> like, yeah, like, there's loads to it that I just for me it was a humble movie. It was its heart was in the right place. It reminded me of there's a movie a few years back like that Welcome to Marwin that didn't connect with audiences and I think it was also a Robert Zemeckis movie. Yeah, uh, with Steve Carell in it. And again, I just thought it, it just had a heart to it and it was humble and it, and it was what it was. And if you didn't like it, you don't like it. And if you do, you do. So well done, James, for giving it a go. I, I'm sorry. There is, there's redeemable qualities. Robin Wright does a fantastic job because I really hate the character of Jenny, but I don't think that's what they were going for. Anyway, you just, you perfectly end, ended it there. Do you want... I'm going to keep it on theme, keep it on brand. I'm going to keep it with film to start with, and I'm going puppets again. And I'm sticking in the 80s. Oh, I don't know then. Because um, if, if you had said... If you had said... If you said uh, Muppets Treasure Island, I'd have left. No, no. no. <laughs> because that's, that's one of the best ones I'm of all going time. Jim Henson again. Where are you going? What if I said Skeksis to you? Do you know the Skeksis? I, 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 Do you know what a Gelfling is? Don't say it. Well, I've got to because it's a podcast and we've got to say something at some point and people turn it off. Say it then. Dark Crystal. Yeah, for the, I quite liked The Dark Crystal. I think the problem is though, The Dark Crystal is one of those films like Willow. It's like, you liked it and then you rewatch it and you go, I didn't like that. I did like Dark Crystal when I watched it. So when I grew up, we talked about this a few weeks ago about like we used to used to take you movies. You really do hate puppets, don't you? And they're showing a bad man. But, but then I don't because then there's other like... They're your Forrest Gump, aren't they? No, because like, you know, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs, I love the movies. I love stop motion. There's just something, yeah, about kind of people under the table with their, <laughs> with their fucking, you know, wrist deep in a puppet that I don't really get along with. I don't know why, and particularly the 80s ones. I, I don't know, but th like this. So I had a I had a video growing up of He-Man, Master of the Universe, 
and then straight after it was recorded Dark Crystal. So in yeah. my house, we watched both of these movies quite a lot, me and my brother. And my brother really liked Dark Crystal. I never connected with it as a kid. It, I think it scared me, I'll be honest. I think I was too young, yeah. you know, because it, 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 it's not a happy no. movie. I mean, it's take, takes place in a, in a fantasy land, but the first 20 minutes re-watching it this week, there's a lot of death, there's a lot of aging, there's a lot of... Um, you know, like uh, outcasts and it has themes like that, you know, and it's called the dark crystal. It's derelict desert. Like, you know, the bad guys, the Skeksis are these like vulture looking characters. And, you know, I don't think it's all the things that sell <laughs> I, it to a kid. I was going to say that as I record, they look fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't get the storyline. I still don't get the storyline. And I know that there's been a prequel series on Netflix that's come out that was quite popular and, and it has a cult following like labyrinth that, there are people that, you know, collect and, and fan base on Dark Crystal and the world it's built. And the problem is there's a lot of similarities to Star Wars. You know, yeah. there is a lot of, like, you could see this as the puppet version of Star Wars. You have the, you know, the, the dark side, the light side. You have, you know, the passing of a master who actually in it is like master and he's like, he may as well have gone, yes, young Padawan, you need to go <laughs> do this journey. It has a real, like, new hope feel to it. And, and you know, in some of the landscapes could have been Tatooine. They could have been their places. But instead of, you know, Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill, you've got a puppet gel gelfling. But it isn't. <laughs> and it's just weird. And I didn't really get the storyline other than that there's this dark crystal um, and it, and it's shattered. There's a shard missing and there's these creatures called the Skeksis that are feeding off it. And, you know, they're, they're you know, they're mean and nasty and should have died years ago. And there's this hierarchy between them and, Fuck it, and then you get this. <laughs> then you get this young elf-like character who lives in the valley, who you know gets tasked with finding the shard, and he has to go to this planetarium place to find it, and then he has to take it to the crystal. It's all this like, oh, fuck knows what's going on. Like, like it's like Aquaman, isn't it? It's like, what is going on? But, but it, it made me think of like, it, and and it, it perfectly timed when I was watching the the Green Knight trailer earlier there's like a lot of like voiceover in the trailer it's yeah. like why are you doing this i'm doing it for honor <laughs> and like and there's a lot of like doing it because it's the right thing and i'm thinking fuck that like, <laughs> like, like, like if you was like the if you was like this little lad this little girlfriend um called jen or Jin, and you're just minding your own business mate it, like literally the film opens this puppet he's playing a flute naked by the stream right he's he's not in this journey he's, his head is not in the game and he gets called to these like dying elders crib who's like i've got a i've got a quest for you and if i was the girlfriend i'd be like fuck off i was just playing the flute like i just learned stay away to heaven <laughs> like, like i had a whole day planned i was just gonna go running through the meadow i was gonna go macking <laughs> Like, I don't know if I've got the time. I do a bit of Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Jim Bob's online. <laughs> and it's just this whole like, you know, the, the underdog being roped into a into a quest that they're not equipped and not skilled and not experienced for, but they have to you know do. And I love that in other movies. I just don't know why I don't like it in this. And and I think it is just because the Skeksis characters, these, like I say, these vulture-like looking characters are just bitterly horrible things. There's a bit in it where it's like trial by stone. So the emperor dies. Again, there's an emperor. This is like fucking Star Wars. But in this one, when they elect the new one, they have to, these two challengers have to hit a stone until one of them breaks it. Yeah, and then that one becomes that the emperor. Yeah. And the one who doesn't become I the see emperor. What, that's, that's the basis of a great political system, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which one you can break a rock. That's what happens in parliament, isn't <laughs> it? That's, what, that's how Boris got his job. Yeah. <laughs> he broke that rock. Isn't that when the queen brings Black Rod down? That's what they do. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> politics. 
<laughs> I think it'd be better stay with the first. Yeah, did. I'm going to the NHS. Won, it? Bring out the rock. <laughs> Boris wouldn't have beat a stone up. Let's be honest. No. But um, <laughs> we'd be stuck with fucking Grant Mitchell or something. <laughs> then again, you imagine Corbyn. They'll be just going at it. They're still doing it now. <laughs> Half time. <laughs> Swap sides. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know what it was. I just think it's that I didn't, didn't connect with the villains of this, and it, and I think aesthetically, you know, the look of it, it's not. It creates a world that I don't want to live in. <laughs> and I think ultimately that's why I shied away from it. So I can say that after rewatching it, I still don't like Dark Crystal. And <laughs> the same reasons. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think although you, on your timeline, you might like Forrest Gump in 30 years, you might finish the movie liking it on, on basis of what you're telling us. Yeah. But I don't think in 30 years I'm going to like the Dark Crystal. Yeah. There's certainly nothing that says go watch the prequel series that Netflix have released. Yeah, you were really you, when I mentioned this, you were like, no. It's like I, I vaguely remember liking the film. You're like, no. Yeah, it's got you know, it's got <laughs> Frank, it's got Frank Oz in it. This is the most oh. Star Wars movie that isn't Star Wars. Uh, yeah, so was it a prequel? Sorry, it was probably a sequel. It's probably in a way or a prequel. But this is the thing, right? Sean went. Did you know that Star Wars uh, that that actually the Dark Crystal takes it's part of the Star Wars universe. It's it sits in a planet you know, that's part of Star Wars. There's a, there's a part of my brain that's like, well, you have to like it now because it's Star Wars, but I still wouldn't. I don't, don't like it. Sorry. No, no, I, I, I perfect, no redemption, sir. No None. Redemptions. This does so not fill me. So that's two for no redemptions. What, what time are we on? Uh, we, I think we're making good time. I think we'd, hour, hour eight, maybe. Oh, right. I, I, I've already done Hereditary and I've rewatched it. And my mind hasn't changed. So we don't have to go too much into it. Is is the acting in it is amazing? And I've always said that the storyline is so bad that it removes me from it. And I don't get it. I don't get why everyone likes. I don't know why everyone forgives the storyline. But do you know what? I'll concede that point. Hereditary was one of the most successful horror movies to come out of that year. A lot of people love it. You love it. I thought it was brilliant. I don't get it. I do think. Uh, but do you yeah. have to get it? I've just said that about Dark Crystal. Said, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But do you? Ha- do you? Do you, you need to get Hereditary, James? It really irritates me. It re- the, the ending irritates me, and all the you know what? Yes, the bollock. Yes, yes. I, it scared the fuck out of me. Hereditary did. I, it actually terrified Mate, I me. Never laughed so hard <laughs> at the cinema. Never laughed so hard. But so I will go to one that I really hated for. You're no, wrong they, about Hereditary, by the way. I'm just gonna okay. just gonna leave that. There. Oh, I also know that I'm wrong about this one. Well. Oh, so there's no maybe. redemption. Well, maybe. I, I don't want to tease you. Everything on paper, I should love this. Neo-noir science fiction. Mm. Steven Spielberg. Oh, I know the film. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Samantha Morton. Uh-huh. Even Max. I always get Max it. Max wants to die. Switzerland's greatest asset. Yeah. Passed away a couple of years. He did pass away, yeah. That was very sad. Um, so, so far, I love it. Main character. Tom Cruise. Mm. Man Report. Yeah. Always hated it. And the reason I hated it was because of the most banal things. And then this is when I realised why I wasn't like a normal teenager. Because when I saw that film, I genuinely connected with uh, Colin Farrell's character, of which I went, well, how can you convict all these people of a crime they haven't committed? Mm. I was like, a gen- I was on this side. So I was watching this action film. I was watching Tom Cruise jump through buildings and, you know, oh, I'm going to arrest you for the future crime. I was like, but he has committed no crime. Well, you know, he's broken that window. Yeah, but if you went back in time and you found Hitler at 12 and you could deadpool it, would yeah. you? Because he hasn't done it yet, James. Yes, but you don't know about the repercussions of history. What What if that happens? My parents never meet. I'm never born. I'm never there to go back in time and stop Hitler. So, Hitler, saying, so Hitler reigns completely. Are you saying that Hitler is responsible for your parents getting together? He might be. How do we know that? Because they were both members of the Nazi party. 
<laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, my grandparents were. Um, now, also, I've got a big problem with the fact that, right, there are three conduits to the future, the precogs. They can tell the future. They know when you're going to do something bad. Why can't they do, like, tax evasion or fraud or anything like that? Why can they only do murders or sexual assaults or things like that? Really pissing me off. Also, what basis of evidence is wood? I, it, as a kid, it never, it's like, we've got a red ball. It's like, or maybe it could be like a sheet of paper that just tells you, like, when and where it happens instead of, we've got a red ball with someone's name. So you can tell me their name, but you can't tell me fucking anything else. It really winded me up. And, and there's that, a lot of that, though, in film. There, there is, but, but, but I still... Remember, like, Wanted, where they read Fabric, and that told them who to kill? Yeah, but I never thought fabric. I ne- that was never good. That <laughs> was never good. Yeah, there was fabric, which you read. It was like, well, how do you read fabric? I, I don't know. We've got to get a storyline somehow. Mm. Um, yeah, so wood. So I never really understood the base of this. Also, um, why is Tom Cruise the only one that can like work? And what I mean by that is he leaves all the evidence there, steals a precog, Samantha Morton. What happened to her career? She was brilliant. Mm, she, did yeah. a, she did a film called Enduring Love, which is that book that we all did at secretary school. And then she disappeared after that. She did it with Daniel Craig. I really missed that film. Anyway, as Reese Evans played the uh, like the creepy guy that started stalking him. <clears throat> anyway, I've gone off on a Samantha Morton tangent, as I'm known to do. But no, I've never liked Minority Report. And you know, everyone talks about the ending. You know, he gets sent away. Does his ex-wife really, you know, come save him? Is it ending? It's one of those films. It's like, um, what's that film? we were talking about a few weeks ago uh, Total Recall it's mm. really obvious that he's dreaming isn't it is it, is it just me isn't it really obvious that he's dreaming because you get a fantasy world when you go into this you know when you go to sleep and you get to dream he's mentioned like three or four times he gets put in there then he lives out of fantasy where he escapes and you know avenges the day it's like I, I don't get it there's no hidden meaning the story's quite the story's quite linear I don't like Tom Cruise I never have Rewatching it we talk about world building wow what a world building Oh, that's great. It's got Peter Stormare in it. Completely forgot. Mm. It makes him eat a moldy sandwich. Brilliant. That's exactly what I'd do if I asked Peter Stormare. It'd just been like the right level of dick. <laughs> so what you're telling me is it's all right to go back in time, yes. but it's not all right to go forward in time. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Because, because technically, going back to the Hitler argument, fucking is that you, you wouldn't know you've changed the future because the future hasn't happened yet in Minority Report. Whereas in Time Cop, Jean-Claude Van Damme does know what he's doing. No. And can create the butterfly but effect. What, yeah, but what I'm saying is, though, we, they arrest a man for a crime he hasn't committed. Yeah. And also, technically, if you want to get into this argument then, um, Tom Cruise's character, the fact that they tell him he's going to commit a murder makes him go on a journey to commit that murder. Mm. So technically, if he wasn't in the building at the time, that murder would never have been committed. So therefore, the Red Bull wouldn't have happened. So the precogs are only telling you like what they know is going to happen because they're going to do it. They're going to like, I'm going to fuck you over. So, 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 mm. bullshit. Does it make you just appreciate, though, like James Mangold and, Lu- and Looper, like the idea of sending someone back to be executed? I did. So it eliminates yeah. the trail. Like, what a fucking really different spin on on this kind of preemptive murder for, no, you know, or, or it's, crime. It's really good. The only thing I can't stand is a fake, like, nose. It's not as obvious when you rewatch it. No, we didn't talk about that in the Bruce Willis episode last week, but Looper was, I thought Looper was a brilliant movie. Paul Dano, mate. So my last report, I'm going to move up to a somewhat redeemed. Somewhat redeemed. I really like the world building. I've really, when I first watched it, because I think I was on an anti-Tom uh, Cruise kick, storyline with his son, storyline with his wife, you know, him doing drugs. I, it just kind of bored me. But then I remember the chase scene. That was pretty cool. 
But they are, and the vomit sticks. Oh, do you know what? I'm talking myself out of it now because that was bollocks. Very young Frank Grillo, in it. Is it? Yeah. Is he one of those people that's chasing him down? One of the cops, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he? The, yes, he's the one that says don't. Ah, yes. 2002, <laughs> I remember the poster of this. It had the word, get this, dazzling. Fucking hell. That was the big, like, you know, not like mesmerizing, must see, you know, 10 out of 10, blockbuster. It was like dazzling. I was like, even, even in 2002, Aaron was like, it's not really selling it that much. But it was Tom Cruise. What's yeah. weird is I nearly went to Tom Cruise for my redemption uh, film this week. Which one did you nearly get? I nearly went for Vanilla Sky. Mate, no. It's one of the one of the well, you're right. So Twitter story. It's one of the only movies that I've consciously nearly walked out of other than Independence Day. And was it too much for you to handle? Did you nearly fall <laughs> yes. off the edge of your seat? Is that yes, what it was? Yes. Because no, that film's great. Independence Day was so good. <laughs> I, I thought I need to leave. <laughs> I need to go like... It's too good. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to spoil yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one can handle this much good. <laughs> Vanilla Sky, I really wanted to leave during that because I just, I thought this is this is rubbish. And I, I was really on the, I'm a Tom Cruise fan, Kurt Russell fan, you know, Cameron Diaz, I was like... I genuinely forgot Kurt Russell was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the one like interviewing and... Yeah, I remember. Um, and I remember like day one on Twitter, like one of my first ever things, someone was like, Vanilla Sky is a, is a epic film. And I went, is it? And I got a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, wow, film is subjective. And what do you know? You've got no followers and all this. And I was like, well, I was just asking, you know, because it's subjective, <laughs> you know, and therefore I might think it's shit. Um, yeah, I, I'd I like just, to point out though, it is shit. So yeah, well, you were right. Well, to be honest, man, I watched Dark Crystal, so I could have watched uh, Vanilla Sky. Do you, do you a funny story about when I went to see Vanilla Sky? I went to see it with a friend called Jonathan, and on the way into the cinema, this guy was coming out of the cinema screen. Oh, that was absolute utter bollocks! And mm. his girlfriend went, "Shh, don't say any spoilers." And he just said at the top of his voice, "Don't watch Vanilla Sky." And do you know what? In hindsight, it's the only time I should have taken advice from a complete strange man shouting at me. <laughs> so. It's a bad film. The thing is, though, what I really disliked about the film is you thought it was leading somewhere. Mm. Like, you sit there going, I know it's shit now, but it's going somewhere. And it mm. turns out, no, it's not. It's going to the roof. When I went to go watch uh, the Hellboy remake. Oh. No, 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 sorry. Um, not Hellboy. Um, Dark Tower movie. Ooh. A pigeon threw up as I was walking into the cinema. <laughs> Omen. And I was like, that's a sign. <laughs> Because I'll, t- I'll tell you this now, James. You ever seen a pigeon throw up? No. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I guess which was more fascinating that day? <laughs> Dark Tower or... No, it was well, definitely Idris Elba's accent or whatever was going on in that film. So Fiona, why do you think people should be listening to film vloggers? Well, Bunny, you know, my bullshit trivia corner is so well-researched and I don't think any other podcast has that with such in-depth knowledge and so much time and effort that goes into the trivia and my section of the podcast. And what can I say? I'm great crack. Right. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. See ya. Now over to Tom, my other co-host, who's going to tell you why you should be listening to film vloggers. Why film vloggers? Well, why not? Fantastic films, fantastic hosts. Between us, over 70 years of film watching experience. This is a no-nonsense approach. We're taking our roles as gatekeepers of good quality cinema very seriously. Get it in, get it on, and enjoy the vlog. Do you know what? I'm really pissed off. Because mm. I think I know what it is. What? It's only eight episodes. Mm-hmm. 
Buffy series one was only eight episodes. Nah, here you go. No, so I did. I did watch that. Uh-huh. That wasn't rewatched because I never watched Buffy growing up. Oh, okay. I was, well, I'd say that. I had a friend who watched Buffy, so a few times around the house, I saw a few episodes, and okay. you know, I was a young teen. I, you know, see Michelle Gellar. Of course, I would have watched that. That's right. But I'll allow it. But um, no, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's so. Redemption for me, I watched the TV, no, and I did say at the top, it came out last year. So for the first time, oh, we're going to we'll discuss a uh, TV series now then that we came on Netflix. Um, I gave it four episodes, I think, last year and just couldn't get into it. And I was fucking, I don't know why people keep going on about this because I'm just not getting it. And I think I fell asleep in one. Anyway, I thought that I have to at some point revisit because they've announced season two. And I'm a big fan of Henry Cavill. Oh my God, you're talking about, you're such a slut. I talk about The Witcher. You're talking about The Witcher. The TV series, yeah. Geralt of Riviera, monster hunter, who gets intertwined with a story of... Geopolitical upcomings. Yeah, now I know you're a fan because you've got a Witcher tattoo, haven't you? I do have a Witcher tattoo. Now... A massive Witcher tattoo, and I've completed all all through. You know, no, I'm just going to tell you now. All these Witcher fans that are coming going, oh, The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt's the greatest game ever. Where were you with Witcher 2? One of the hardest games to ever complete. The only game I know that started off harder and got easier because that's the whole idea. You leveled up and the monster didn't. Where were you with Witcher 1? Are you playing Witcher Gwen? I am. Nerds. <laughs> Sorry. I get very passionate about the Witcher. Really, you know, fuck you. Really impressive CV there, James. Well done. I swear to God I have had sex at some point. <laughs> I I watched The Witcher this week, right? So when, when I watched it, right, the first episode, the first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. Like, you get to see him sword play, monster, you know. I don't play the game, so it... For a first-time viewer, yeah. without the source material, oh, for me, I find it quite difficult to be like, hand at all. What, what is going on here? Like, also, why Why has he got black eyes in that scene and now his eyes are like orange-coloured? Why is it that midway through a fight scene, he kind of uses the force and pushes a load of people away? It doesn't hold your hand, does it? No, I, I did notice that. It, I, <clears throat> I noticed that there's a lot of stuff that... It, that you just kind of it's have to accept the balance because you can't spoon feed because that's a criticism that we often say is like fucking hell it's like showers don't tell us but at the same time you've got to give us something because, because I don't get just, it because he just force pushed someone away yeah so I do get that and and then I suspected quite early on that there were going to be multiple timelines because there's so many characters yeah and I just couldn't get into what was and I actually right so spoilers if no one's seen it I actually liked at the end of this that that the uh, Henry Cavill storyline, the the Geralt of Riviera storyline, is the past. Yeah, I've because I, you just automatically assume that's the present. Yeah, because of the timeline, and then you start to realise that certain episodes, particularly episode one, actually happened later. So it's also the past out of sequence. Yeah. So what it is very rewarding when you get to the end and you can put it all together. Yeah. The, I, the one that's out is Jennifer's is like hundreds and hundreds of years out of. So, yeah. yeah. And and when they, when they like, because they don't give you any year or anything like that, literally no. you're waiting for, I think it's like episode six, Joe goes, it's been 12 years since I've seen you. And you're like, oh, fuck it. I thought so. I thought <laughs> it, there was a time difference. That is literally it. That is all that they tell you. And there's a, there's a character in it that you know is dead, but it then has like, someone kind of basically is imitating them. And I could never get gauge if they were the dead villain, the, the villain, sorry, or the or the live one, who yeah. I actually quite like, who I don't know the actor's name, but I'm going to call him the small screen, Jason, um, what's his name? Um, Oscar Isaacs. Yeah, I see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, so I rewatched it, right? I, I did I did really like it. I oh. did. I should have given it my full attention the first time. And I, do you know what I think should've it was? Done. I think it's when I got the iPad and I started watching Netflix in bed. And I think oh. the witches, we went, because I've kicked that habit now. But- 
I think that's what it was. I think I fell asleep during episode three of The Witcher and then the fourth one I just can't really get into. And then, don't get me wrong, it's not perfect. The ending is really weak. Oh, yeah. Like you, yeah. Your, your last episode, this building up a battle and you get The Witcher who's being pulled around in a fucking horse cart yep. for all of the episodes. Yep. I was like, oh, they're going to they're gonna be on their ass and The Witcher's going to turn up and he's going to take names. No. No. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like uh, Laura surprise and... Yep. child surprise yep. that I still don't understand. Is that in the game? Yeah, so what it is is, this is all, so there's not the games. These are based on the books, which I've also read. Right. These are all books. Right, the we, games, get it, we get it, we get it. The games are, the game makers uh, didn't want to interfere with the storyline. They wanted to tell their own story. So they say it so far in the future that no books have been written about it. So they right. can tell their own storyline. What happens in the books is, the law of surprise is, is give me what you Give me something that you you know. It's, it's supposed to be like a gentlemanly thing, you know. Like, give me something that you don't know that you have. Like, you go home and go, oh, there's a cat. Oh, oh shit, you have this cat now. And then, so it's like you owe me this. Oh, you know, Laura of Laura surprise. And then she finds out she's pregnant. So you didn't know you had that. So that baby's mine. So that's but the it's scene. Supposed, but it's supposed to be the idea is it's fate. Yeah, yeah. It's fate. It's destiny, not, fate. It's yeah. not like like an IOU. It's supposed to be like you only use it for big destiny, fate type things. Because that happens on like episode five or four. Where yeah. like where you're exactly right? Where he's like, okay, Laura's surprised because he don't want to get paid. He doesn't. Want, he wants to leave, and then he's like, because Donny, fuck me, I'm such a nerd. Do you want Hedgehog man. You're some, you, yeah, your name's Donny. Yeah, he's the rightful heir of Nilfham. Yeah, I got that right. <laughs> and he's he's obviously been having his way with the with the lady because she's already pregnant. Yeah, he's been having some, which means that whilst uh, whilst the hedgehog, he's at it because <laughs> he turns into a night though at midnight. He said. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, the spell yeah, so breaks for an hour, so yeah. I assume they use that window of opportunity. <laughs> oh. Either that, or she's into some weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so so the, the the surprise bit, yeah, this law of a surprise, yeah, is not is not articulated very well. That I was like, oh no, god, because no. when they then start saying a child of surprise, I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going on here? Like, you just get to go to an orphanage and pick one because literally the dude walks in, he's like, Laura surprise, and they're all like, oh shit, it's called Laura surprise. <laughs> You know, and he's like, "Yeah, because I saved your dad before he died," and you know, and he did that's, this. That's that's so weird, isn't it? Like the the tonal shift of like, get up. But you would think <laughs> you would have seen that at some point, even during a title sequence, so you could go, "Oh, fucking now, yeah, Hedgehog Man did do that," in it. <laughs> but he just comes in. I right, so he comes in. He's like, "Oh, I, I you know, I saved so and so, and I called it back then, and now now I'm redeeming it." I if I was in that room, I'd be like, "Bullshit, bullshit!" Did you do that? You're just telling us that, and now you're gonna go down. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> How do we know? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, if you haven't seen The Witcher, you're probably like, what the fuck am I talking about? Anyway, Henry There's... Cavill, I think he's really good. Is he like the character in uh, the games? Yes. In the I, I always thought I always thought the best the best actor there would be Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen right. has the voice. I love Geralt's voice and Mads Mikkelsen would have been perfect. They, they've gone for a younger... I think, but Cavill's hot at the minute. He, he, and he's a giant nerd. So he loves The Witcher. There's on the set of Witcher 2 that he was seen with a... Uh, a, a script which I think is more of a he's, he's playing the fans for Mass Effect which Mass mm. Effect is about to be released on Friday hence why I've got days off so I can fucking play it to death I love Mass Effect my next tattoo will be Mass Effect tattoo. there you go um, yeah he's a great casting I the girl Siri she's OP mate she she could kill them all as you can see in there, I think they do a good job of implying that she's basically an ultimate weapon that, that's she, certainly like Series yeah, 2 territory because cool. yeah you don't you know she's got a power she's yeah. basically an X-Men Oh, she she's like double X Men. She's do you remember when that guy was like, I'm double egg chips. She's double egg chips. She she's like Dark Phoenix. Yes, twice. Yes, 
So she's pretty badass. I love Jennifer. I love the character of Jennifer as well. Yeah, yeah I've, I like Jennifer's storyline. Yeah, I think that's I, she's well, well acted. Well, well, uh, I like the mages. I like the ma- I like the magic bit actually. To be fair, although Geralt is out of the final battle, I do like that it's like witches and magic versus army and strength. Um, yeah, and I thought th- that was entertaining. But I like that he's also not. I know. I know it builds up. There's going to be a huge fight. That girl's going to be there. But I like the fact that he's not. And that it's actually Yennefer and a bunch of mages like just kicking ass and taking names. But also at the same time, it's a fight they will definitely lose. Yeah, but the problem with it that I found was like they take Cavill out in like a really shitty Shit way. way. It makes him like a bitch. Yeah, and it would have been much better if after the first 10 minutes, if they're going to not have him in the end fight, don't keep cutting to him and now all of a sudden interject who his mum was and all this kind of... Fuck, you've had eight episodes to do all that yeah. stuff. Don't bring it into the final one, the that's, finale. That's bollocks. But as we say every week, you can't judge a series by its finale, James. And there was a lot to Thank enjoy. You. A lot of good performances. Um, it was... What I found about it as well is it was gory at times. Like there's the first... The fight in the first Do you like that? I really like the first fight scene. Yeah, that, that... I was like, right, this is set us up. It's almost Game of Thronesy. But then a lot of the other fight scenes are not bloody. Episode one was actually really horrific, including when, uh, was it Nilfgaard or whatever they're yeah. called? Storm, uh, Citroen. Nilfgaard. Yeah, that that's really not nice. It's, you not, know. it's like the worst part. It's like the end of Game of Thrones, you know, when they're talking about sacking villages and stuff. Mm. Like, yeah, it's, not, it's not pretty. No, it is, it's a slaughter. But, the, but then I thought it tamed quite a bit after that. And, and also, the, I think this is the other thing, is that when you've got series like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, where the big selling point was anyone could die at any time. Don't get attached to a character because in a heartbeat, an arrow is going to fly through and take him out. I never got any sense of peril in Witcher because it's Cavill and, and, the, yeah. and the girl who plays Siri and Yennefer. I never felt at any point they, they, they're, they're not going to be season two. The only one I really liked and the one I thought the storyline they did brilliantly is in, I think it's the third episode, it might be the second one, when there's been a murder and it's kind of like it's got to investigate what kind of murder did it, but then mm. it's, it's like what kind of creature is it? And then there's a really horrific storyline about the king. Yeah, I'm, if it was I, if it was creature of the week. Yeah, and also the king rocks up to the final battle with his army, and he doesn't he, do it. He just watches on the hill. Yeah, that's false. That he he's in a lot. He's a lot of it. Mm. Yeah, he he's a recurring character. Because I thought they were going to sweep him and save the day, but they kind of just turn up, watch, and don't do it. What I love about Volstead is, is he's not a nice man because no. of those things, but he's treated as a hero in, in some of the books. Yeah, that's fucked up. Mm. Uh, but uh, did you enjoy, season two's been made or literally about to finish filming? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I will watch it and I will watch it episodically as it comes out, if it comes out weekly or it's Netflix it's and Netflix they'll probably the whole thing. Mate, I'll just tore it up. I'll watch it all the Yeah, I, I want more... Witcher doing Witcher things. Oh, so do I. You know, I want more of them big monsters that he's fighting and, um, you know, going into villages where they don't like him, they don't trust him. Oh, no one likes him because he smells of rotten flesh as well. Yeah, I like those little bits about it. You know, I, I, I but yeah, there's a, there's a bit too many, you know, like let's get Henry Cavill at a bathhouse. Yep. <laughs> you know, like. I love the fact that you, so, so witches are like, they, they smell, it's because they deal with lots of rotten animals and yeah, mm. they put oils and they're around lots of rotting animals. So the idea is they smell, they're mutants, hence his eyes. He's got powers because there's a baby who's put through the trial, uh, who's put through a trial where that he only gains. Three of 10. Will, uh, where he gains these mutations. So he's got five plans, uh, five skills. One of them's like the force bush that you were talking about. Mm. But then you're supposed to believe that he has to pay for sex. He's like, he's fucking Henry Cavill. It's just like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the nerd. When do you go to the gym, Arnold? <laughs> when? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was all right. Redemption, James. Redemption. Redemption when I will admit that um, it was my fault in the first place for not really getting into it. But, you know, for, for the sake of this episode and the theme, we're an hour 30. Did you have one more? 
I did, but to be honest, you're gonna hate me. It, it, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it justice. Well, you've already shat on Forrest Gump and, and Hereditary, so I never really understood why people liked Jack Black. <laughs> I never, I never got it. I'm gonna press stop now. Are you talking about School of Rock? Talking about School of Rock. So it's new to Netflix, and I just thought, do you know what? Go for the Wait, hold on. How do you not like Jack Black? Do you know what? I think. Where, when did you discover Jack Black? Um, well, he's one of them actors that I think we, we all thought we all knew forever because yeah. he's been in everything and he's cameoed in a lot of stuff. Probably School of Rock, yeah, maybe was the big out. You know, the I'm going to uh, go uh, Nacho Libre. Oh, no, no. I remember he, being disappointed with I, that. I, yeah, so do I. So I, and everyone's telling me that about this funny guy. I was like, he's not funny. <laughs> he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's, no, it's not funny. School of Rock came out, wasn't that interested. I didn't go to the cinema to see it. I watched it when it was on home release. I didn't get it. And do you know what? As an adult, I still didn't get this. Do you know what? You're a father now. So how do you feel about a guy who just walks into a school and is now a teacher who gets to, you know, hang out with all his kids? Oh, talk about the day protection. Who's done his CRB check? Mate, none of this is acceptable. All right. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, James. And we can't we can't pick flaws in storylines when well, I'm just, we just talked about Aquaman, James. I'm, I'm just saying that so far, there's the judicial system is made up of wood. The the economy is run on, you know, give me a surprise. <laughs> and anyone can go in and teach. But do you know what? I really like the song in it. I was re-watching it. I thought I'll give it a go. Jack Black has... Have you seen some of the videos he's been making? Oh, yeah, during brilliant. Lockdown? They're brilliant. Yeah. They, they've made me think, do you know what? I've tired him with the wrong brush here. I was thinking... Um, he's not as bad as I thought he was. He's dogged some bad films in there, like, you know, The Jackal. <laughs> never forget The Jackal and never forget he was in it. But School of Rock, it's charming. The child actors are brilliant. Jack Black is on point. His humour is quite lowbrow. It's not, as a mid-30s gentleman, it's not for me. It's, the humour isn't aimed at me. I love I, the inconsistency in the films. I love, like, um, he kidnaps the children so he can go play a gig. And the parents show up at the gig. They're the last band to play. And they're still taking tickets for the last song. That's bullshit. No one's buying tickets. That queue to get into that building is so busy. Why? They're the last act. Aaron, you're a gigger. Does that happen? It doesn't happen, does it? It's no, bullshit. Because I, I play a lot of music, and that is that is one of the things. It's a meme. It goes, um, it's like uh, the true hero isn't Jack Black or the band. It's the promoter who got that many people there on a school night. <laughs> because we've all done gigs where no one turns up. So, um, um, but do you know what? I'm I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it quaint. I love Sarah Silverman. She's such an asshole, and I kind of wanted her to win as a kid or as a teenager growing mm. up. But Jack Black's funny. He plays the kind of lovable oaf quite well. Maybe in my heart, I just wasn't. I didn't want like John Candy to be replaced because this is the sort of performance like Uncle Buck. You know, like it's kind of like the slob, the underachiever. But but he's the he's, 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 he's kind also, heart. Yeah, he's also the anti Hollywoods person yeah. isn't he he's not the poster boy for Hollywood and then that what some that makes him an underdog relatable you know I think I, I really like that but I was just looking at his filmography and looking at it Tenacious D came out before all this, so I, that's that oh, would have been how I yeah. knew to because again being into music you know, um, certainly when uh, Tenacious D came out you know with like Tribute and Wonder Boy and some of them earlier tracks like yeah that was a gateway and then You're what right. was the film oh I can't remember High Fidelity 
Obviously, oh, like, you, you, you can't, Deli, you can't yeah. not like Happy Deli. Where again, like... he plays very much a Jack Black kind of character. The Holiday was a surprise. He has got stinkers in there. You know, yes, Shall I Hal. It was never a good movie. Like now you've got Jennifer, uh, what you got, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, like all of a sudden, like Gwyneth Paltrow is like- My vagina candle. Yeah. <laughs> what is that about? You've got her making news before it's news. Like, because if, in the world that we live in now, where people are kind of digging through people's past to find something. Yeah, she's Gwyneth Paltrow at some point was like, I'm going to get done for Shall I Hal at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like, got to make so it she, worse. So she's addressed it already. She's like, I never liked it. And I felt, I felt, you know, that I shouldn't have done it and and you know and all this kind of stuff fuck off you were being paid to do it and yeah. you wanted to do it you signed on to it and you are a fully capable functioning human being that made a decision at the time let's not make this anything else it is I'm not a Gwyneth Paltrow fan but Shell Hal was, was always yeah one of them eh, not that very good but I like him because like I say he's those cameo things you know like he appeared in a Foo Fighters video called Low which was really funny and yeah, there was Natural Libre, but there was also King Kong. No, that's not selling it. There was also um, Jumanji recently, which was, you know, and, and I talked about the house with the clock in its walls, which was delightful. You don't have to convince me. I, I, he, he won me over. Do you know what, redeemed? I can understand why people like it. I think maybe it's a bit too late for me, the comedy mm. style, but I can see why people like it. And I, do you know what? I, there was a bit of charm in there. And you're not a muso, so I suppose no. there are key scenes in that where you know, where he becomes the music teacher and he's teaching them, you know, it's like, yeah. how do you not know what like, you know, Back in Black is? Because I'm like, yeah, I don't either. I'm, yeah. with, I'm with the kid. But, but, <laughs> with, but with like the people that are into music and particularly those, you know, like, I imagine a lot of parents that have tried to get their kids into those kind of songs are like, yeah, you tell them Jack Black, you know, like, <laughs> you know, relatable kind of character. So, so redeemed. Redeemed, good. Redeemed. Well, that ends on a high, doesn't it? It does end on a high. Cool. It, I didn't want to end on a, Forrest Gump fucking it up. Stop it, James. Got no heart. I know, got no soul. Forrest Grump. <laughs> it's not going to get any better from that. So next week, we're going to do John Carpenter. We are going to do the legendary John Carpenter. So not obviously all of his movies. No. But a couple. I imagine they live... Obviously. We've already done Halloween and The Thing. We have, but there's some there's some crackers in it. And there's, you know... Ghost of Mars? You going to do it? Everyone's got a death note. Are you going to do it? Fucking what? Do you know what? It's got Natasha... From the species in it, and it's got Natasha Henrich in it. Yeah, it's got Hell Cool J in it. It's got Jason Statham in it. Oh mate, you're turning me off now. <laughs> I uh, believe I believe in it. I believe in it. Ice Cube plays like, or is it LL Cool J? I don't recall which one. But in it, they play a hardened criminal. I think I think it's LL, It's I think it's Ice Cube because I think LL Cool J was in Deep Blue Sea. Fucking hell! I think you're right, and that makes me sad that I know that. <laughs> but I might do vampires. Nah. with uh, James Woods because well, it was James Woods when we were allowed to like him yes the liver is a cracking one it's on uh, a song precinct 13 mm. there's lots that we can do I'm going to have so much fun doing this I own a load of Don Carpenter films Escape from New York cracking film I actually own that on Blu-ray if you want to borrow it I'll watch it I love a bit of snake blitzing and the, and the ability to talk about Kurt Russell mate any uh, excuse to talk about Kurt John Russell. Carpenter presents Sorry You're In My Seat well, that's next week's show, and we will also quickly do Nomadland and Promising Young Woman, and no, no, without remorse before that as well. Because I think we should release a podcast a month after everyone else is talking about their movies. Well, no one was talking about Predators. <laughs> Good, touche. If we don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye.